0: Buongiorno, come stai? Welcome to the latest episode of the Cards. Welcome to episode 234. We are recording roughly about 20 to 25 minutes after the wonderful <laughs> shithousery Roma 2 Napoli nail which uh, may may have turned into a bit of a farce thanks to the referee and dishing out as many cards as it was as it close to Christmas. Uh I'm your host Scott Munro. Uh Happy Christmas, or and if you're not celebrating, happy holidays. I hope you have a lovely, uh, a lovely holidays with me tonight. As it's five past ten in the UK, I've got Joey all the way from Canada. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. How are you?
1: I'm good. Yeah, you did tell me so. I'm a little uh, relieved to uh, to actually, it's nice to speak after an important win now. What is it, 25 minutes since the game ended? So it's roughly. nice to do this right after. Yeah, the yeah. the excitement is still in me right now. And uh, I just can't wait to get uh, into this. Um, but yeah, I'm good, Scott. Happy holidays to you and to everybody. So
0: how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm all good. Uh, uh, both of us did not want to record on Christmas Eve. Safe to say. Because <laughs> it's um, spending time with my mom. We're going to do some stuff tomorrow and prepare for our first my first Christmas without dad. Mum's first Christmas with her husband, so we're just going to have a nice chill day. Didn't want to do any any podcasting. I may do like a some stuff about the game today, but no, it's good. Swindon lost earlier, so this rectified Swindon's loss, which I was going to go to the game, but the game was in Merseyside, and it's a bit close to Christmas for a bigger away day up away at in Birkenhead. So I thought save my money. Watch some Serie, a, spend some time with my friends, spend some time with my mum, w- play some Football Manager, and I get to talk to you about a lovely <laughs> roma 2-0 win with a, a smile on my face because I'm still laughing about the referee's performance.
1: Yeah, it, it was uh, that referee performance was god awful on both sides. It really, it really, really was. Uh, <laughs> we were talking. You know, throughout the match, the first the first uh couple of yellow cards are Roma to uh, Cristante and to Christensen. Christensen. was just it was brutal. That and those were not
0: yellow cards. The only one the that merited
1: was Paredes.
0: Yeah, the second Awesomein cut yellow was not yellow. It was just a, I, I, to be honest, I don't think it was a foul. <laughs> it was just absolutely. At I, I yeah. best, you can give as a foul
1: if you want, but it's definitely not a yellow card on Osman as well. It, it it certainly wasn't. So the referee had a blunder of a game. I mean, it was truly, truly lost control of the match. Uh, everybody was furious. But you know what, Scott? I don't care how bad he refed. For what, it's actually in our favor. So <laughs> I'll take it and run. Really, I'll take this and run. Because I was going to come on here, Scott. I had this on my phone in the, since the 70th minute. I was going to say the lineup of Frosinone that beat Napoli 4-0. If we were to not win this game, I was going to come on here read the entire Frosinone lineup that beat Napoli 4-0 and saying we couldn't do it. But Pellegrini, he came on, saved the day. Uh, well, with the, goal, with the goal especially. And then Lukaku buried it, but we needed I, I still can't believe how many chances we blundered from Pellegrini's yeah. goal to get to Lukaku. But overall, honestly, Scott, for the game itself, uh, um, maybe the red card affected Roma scoring that one goal. But Napoli had nothing. Even with eleven, they they did not do anything whatsoever. They weren't dangerous at all. Yeah, they could have kept a little bit more possession, but throughout the match, they did nothing. The chances fell to Roma, the big ones to uh, to Bove. There weren't that many, but I mean, if there were chances before Pellegrini scoring. It fell to Roma, and this is a completely different side of Napoli from the one of last year. They're very vulnerable. So Mm. although I don't give Roma as much hope as uh, others to make top four, I mean, this is a team, I'm looking at them as good as they are on paper. This is a team, I think, uh, the way Roma are and they are as a team and they, they always play for Mourinho, they always play for each other. This is a team I can very well expect to finish above them in the in the standings come at the end of the season. So that's one less team. I'm not going to say to worry about for Champions League. Of course, you have to worry not about Napoli, but it's it's a team that I feel we can stay above. So if if we keep doing that, if we feel we can stay above Napoli, and then Bologna have a bit of a turnaround, who have been playing great by the way, or Fiorentina, we could stay above them too. Well, there's. Not many other teams that pass us for that third, fourth spot, because even Milan are struggling, then maybe. But for now, I'll take, you know, the victory. Uh, I thought Roma played a a controlled game. Um, Again, not as many chances, but they took the chances they had. Finally scored one. Red cards kind of helped, although Politano's was deserved. So... Stupid uh, red card. Absolutely stupid. Absolutely bad reaction by Politano. Yeah.
0: One. Even though Zaleski did make a meal of it, Zaleski shouldn't have gone for the foul because he was done for pace. He was going to take a yellow. He took the yellow, but gained the red. And then uh, did Roma score, what, seven or eight minutes later?
1: Yeah, in the 75th. Again, from the 75th on, that's when Roma seems to... Uh,
0: the control, to control.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give a shout-out to uh, uh, Scott to, um, I mean, again, not my cup of tea, but I thought he was brilliant the first half. I thought Bellotti did very well. Yeah, and he yeah, should have definitely agreed. had an assist on that Bove goal. Uh, I mean, I don't know how that's not in. I know it's a tough chance it's, for it's a Bove. Like
0: yeah. Exactly. It's a really good save.
1: It is it's a it's a great save and the way Moret was positioned to where Bove got the ball, it is still kinda of hard. Maybe you have to shift it to your left or whatever the case is, but still it's a it's a tremendous save by Moret. But Great work by Belotti, and he had a great first half. They dropped a little second half, which started to annoy me a little. Uh, but energies are starting to drop, and the changes made the difference. And finally, since first time since 2019, we've beaten Napoli. And in the calendar year, as bad as we've been away, we're only, I think, second uh, to enter in the, the calendar year for most home wins. So it's really a fortress at home, and that's what I was saying. You've got to win your home games. Hopefully you pick up a result. I'm not even saying a win, but even a draw away to a couple of these tough teams. So I know we face Juventus next week. So, but this is what Roma has to do if they want to stay within the top four. So they 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 gotta continue doing this. And I'm just so glad, like Scott. I'm excited. Like I've sent so many hallelujah gifts and memes <laughs> to, to different friends because they they know how much pain I go through with this team. And finally, they beat a big team and. Uh, I'm happy we're able to, you know, to kind of go through this together even before the holidays. So it's a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday to both of us.
0: It is. Uh, I'm just looking at the table now. So Roma is sixth. And there's a, a little bit of a gap now between me AC Milan and Roma, which is five points. Which is they is dropped points, points, points though, at least. And they Lam, drew... So. Yeah, they drew away at Salernitana. Fiorentina beat Monza in the game that I watched, uh, and Bologna beat uh, Atalanta. Atalanta. Yeah, and even though if uh, those La-
1: teams won, Scott Atalanta and Fiorentina, I, I I try to look at the big picture. Well, Atalanta uh, and Milan and Napoli because we beat them. At least three of them lost, so it's a pretty it's a pretty positive weekend. And I always said Roma needs to stay out of this gruesome schedule if they could stay within three points of champions league which they are right now i'll be quite happy
0: yeah same it's it's going to be tight because there's some big games next week isn't there so Roma or wait Juventus by the way i am looking at the home table and i think Roma are third which is quite good so they've picked up 20 points out of a possible 27 so they've won six drawn Two and one. lost one. And I've got yeah. yeah. I've got the results in front of me. I will go a bit more in depth about the game. So the San 2 two two one. The defeat was against AC Milan, and then they went on this massive one, run where they won, uh, beat Empoli, beat Frosinone, beat Monza, beat Lecce, uh, beat Udinese, drew with Fiorentina, and then won tonight. So that's what five wins in a row between um, September and November at home which is quite good going. To be honest, two of them were, I think, three of them were late late wins against Monza, Lecce, and Udinese. But on tonight, do you feel a bit vindicated after last week? And also, do you feel that was one of Roma's better home performances this season? Yeah,
1: it certainly was. Uh, Roma will never bring you this. Uh, I, I've come to accept they'll never bring you this attacking, free-flowing football, but Roma's, Playing well is them controlling the game, and that's what they did. I mean, I did not see anything out of Cavascalia or Ossiman tonight. And you're talking about two of the best players in the league, if not the world.
0: Well, so both I, of them did give Oscar nominee performances for the yeah. <laughs> uh, theatrics.
1: I, I uh, felt uh, I felt like uh, when I was watching the game, I'm like, am I watching the the Oscars or am I watching Roma Napoli? Because there was a lot of acting going on, and that. that's that's what they were resorting to at a point. I'm like, that's not the same Napoli we saw last year. I I can't believe how much a coach makes a massive difference, but when you're going from um, uh, Spalletti to Garcia and now to uh, Mazzari, what a difference Napoli. I didn't feel, I didn't feel they were dangerous at all. They didn't look like they had any, any energy or, or will to win that game. It, it was crazy. I know Roma stifled them, but even from them, it was it was severely disappointing. Um, just as a just on a, I'll say more on a like a like a European and global scale of it for for Napoli. Like I'm I'm disappointed to see that in Napoli because they were such a good team and represented Serie A and Italy very well last year, and now to see this out of them is it's it's truly it's it's honestly it's shocking. From it's they won the Scudetto in May and we're barely we're not even in the new year yet and. This is how they are. They've already lost more games than last year. It's just disappointing. It's just disappointing for me of how of uh, of how they performed tonight. Really, um, people were worried about Napoli. Uh, well, Napoli, you know, giving a tough time to Rome because they've they've actually had a better away record, Scott, than a home record. Mm. I think they've only had like one away loss. But then, yeah, I they had the own-
0: same. So- sorry to interrupt. They had the same record of. 17 points in eight games away from home, as Roma did at home this season in Serie A. Y-
1: yeah, but you know what I looked at? I looked at who did Napoli play. I think they played one decent opponent, and that was the one they lost to. I forget who they Juventus. lost to away. Yeah, Juventus. Juventus. That's the only... Um, they played Atalanta. Atalanta was a decent win. Um, and that was actually a mistake. I remember they made a mistake, which gave Elmas the goal.
0: Karnaseki won
1: it. Uh, yeah, Conor second with the Howler, and actually Helmass left. Now he's at Leipzig, but anyway. Yeah, it's
0: Red Bull Leipzig. I think that'll be announced in the next few days.
1: Yeah, so I looked at their other opponents, Scott. They didn't play anyone big away, so they didn't play anyone really strong, and uh, I was like, I wasn't as worried, but again, I haven't watched every Napoli game. I've watched some, and against Juventus, it was the same thing. They didn't look the same at all, and against Roma tonight, it was the same thing. They did not look the same, and uh, Roma, Roma showed up and I really felt that they controlled most of the game.
0: So I'm just looking, Roma picked up seven yellow cards in this game and none of them went to Gianluca Mancini, which is an I, absolute I, miracle.
1: I was going to say that if you told me, Scott, before the game that Roma <laughs> were going to get seven yellow cards, I would have bet my savings, my house, my life, that Mancini would have been one of them. And shockingly enough, he wasn't. He is riding this thin line of all these games of not picking up a yellow card it is and it's a christmas miracle I'll say because it's an absolute miracle that he has not picked up a yellow card to miss one of these tough games
0: coming up it is crazy yeah it's it's it was uh it was quite interesting um on the performance um there was what Roma had a good, what, 30, 35 minutes in the first half? Should have been 1 and up at half time. Napoli grew a bit more into the game. I think Patricio made two saves in the second half one from Kavatskelia, one from Zelinski, which was both straight at him. There was, I think, when it was at 1 0, just after Roma scored, there was the free kick from. The right hand side, which Zelensky puts in, and uh, DiLorenzo headed it, but I don't know if he headed it onto himself or it did come off Celic and it went out for a goal kick, but it could have been a corner. But apart from that, Napoli had about 10, 15 minutes in the second half, and then the red card happened. Um, and we've gone uh, uh, about it earlier, but I was quite was quite calm about Roman's performance in the in the game. They sort of controlled it at at stages. Scoring after the red card was pivotal. Great goal by Pellegrini. I think that may have silenced some of the critics and the negativity. We we including ourselves and probably other podcasters, but great goal. Um and I just love the second goal because Evan and Dicker just made this lung bursting run. And I was like it, square it, square it, give it to Evan and Dicker. Great balling, great finish from Lukaku, and then Lukaku and Ediker celebrated together with the Luke trademark, Lukaku celebration. Game but over. Game over. Two red cards. Osman awesome. got sent off just before that. Scott, After did you feel
1: ball, harshly? Did you did you feel though that chance they had where Lukaku scored? Did you feel Roma made it harder for themselves to score that
0: goal? Yeah, because there was a couple of opportunities beforehand. There was what the Al Shirari... Cut back to Lukaku, but Lukaku fouled. Was it Natan who went off injured? It looked, that looked quite a nasty-looking injury. There was some couple of uh, uh English, Scott, other opportunities. Lukaku with the the dink over Alex Merritt, which was a very good save. Uh, and they sort of fumbled I, it around.
1: Yeah, they de- they definitely did. And Scott, I, if from from Roma's side, if there's there's a negative I can say about this game is. Uh, it's not just this game. It's how it's how Roma are, and it's, it's maybe maybe how they're coached, how they're structured. If Roma can get those passes played to Muka- Lukaku, even even two times as much as they do, because I, I don't feel they do it enough. A guy like Lukaku, did you see how much he manhandled Juan Jesus today?
0: Every because time, they both yeah, they both manhandled each other.
1: Right, but Lukaku always came on the better end of it. He always shielded him off, pushed him away. If Roma can play those balls in even a few times more to Lukaku, we'll be able to score more. The problem is, and this is what Roma always lacks, is getting that ball to him in those right opportunities. We don't do it enough. That's where that's something that Roma. I I really would hope as much as they can, they can try to fix it for the rest of the season because if Roma could play a f- just a few more of those two uh, through to um, Lukaku and he has defenders like Juan Jesus behind him and he's been winning most of the 50-50s Lukaku, whether it's in the air, on the ground, he's been holding them off so well. I feel Roma will score even more and against these bigger teams. It's it's something I, I keep hoping Roma will improve um, as the season goes on and into 2024.
0: <coughs> How do you feel... After this result, is it night and day after the the disappointment last week? Because you did message me before the game, about an hour before the game, and said, if we to lose tonight, I'm going to have a meltdown. Safe which to is say,
1: true. Yeah, it's completely night and day. <laughs> day. It, it was completely. true, Scott. I, I, like, I, I hate to be one of those fans, but like I, I have patience, but this, this has been testing my patience for a while. After seeing, like I said, Frosinone, the way they beat Napoli in Naples, after seeing our performance against Bologna, how we fumbled it against Fiorentina, how we didn't win against Milan, how we did not win against Inter, how we didn't even come out a point against any of these big sides, to lose a game tonight the way Napoli are coached by Mazzari, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just really it would have, <laughs> maybe would have hit the boiling point for me. But I would have, I would have been super pissed off and like I would have had no hope. Definitely no hope for top four if you couldn 't beat a team and the way they were the way they were playing Napoli, I really feel the way they are they can certainly turn around, but the way they 're playing scott i 'm actually more calm that Roma can maybe finish above Napoli come the end of the season i don 't know what what they can magically turn around that's going to make them better they 've been like this since the beginning of the season, so um again, Roma have to. They've done this before where they have such a big result. They go in the next week and they fumble it, but Roma have to really look at this as a turning point. You beat a big team, even at, if it's at home. You won the match regardless of the cards. Um, and then lo- look at the game against Fiorentina. You had two red cards, but you actually drew that game. So you came away with mm. a result. Like, Look at this. You you took advantage of it and just, I don't know, keep, keep that sort of confidence going next week into Juventus. I'm not, I'm not expecting... You know, for them to go in and just thrash Juventus, but try to have a go at it, maybe get a goal, maybe get a draw, maybe get a result out of it. I would certainly, certainly go a long way, but, but definitely, Scott, it's it's definitely night and day from, from what we saw last week uh, against Bologna.
0: Can I talk about two players in the back three because I thought all the three defenders played quite well tonight. The centre half was that Diego, Diego Lorente and Evan and Dickers calmest and most complete performances for Roman this season, because I feel both of them were totally outstanding and didn't give Osserman, Politano, Co, and Cavazcalia much, much at all. And also yeah. Chris Christensen did a really good job on, on Cavazcalia also.
1: Yeah. Christensen is, uh, he did very well defensively, even when he had the yellow, very Which limited was, offensively, very, very <laughs> limited. But, yeah, at least defensively, he uh, he did well in Cavascalia. And, yeah, Llorente and, and Dika did super, super well. Probably their best games as Roma players to this date, really. Um, they shut down, to me, uh, you can make the argument, either Ossiman or Lataro are the best striker mm-hmm. in Serie A, but Ossiman's definitely top two, top three, and he he shut them down, Llorente, and, and Ndika had a, a really good good performance. I mean... What he did at the end really impressed me with that run. I mean, you're in the 95th minute, 94th, 95th minute. The game is is like, it's over. It's, there's two records. You make that lung-bursting run. I mean, he was solid all game, and uh he has the ability to improve. And if we can get him to the defender, we think we're going to get out of him. his full potential. We have a good player on our hand. And Sammy Durante having a reserve, It's I, I still think like Roma, obviously, are going to try to either get swallowing back or maybe another centre-back, but having at least Urente part of that rotation, it's really good to have. He was he was phenomenal tonight. I didn't hear anything out of him. And same with um, Mancini. I, th- I thought Mancini, I didn't even think Mancini put a foot wrong either. I don't think he let up oh much God. and he didn't even
0: get a yellow card, so hats off to all three of them. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it certainly Mancini is. With Mancini? Didn't... Yeah, with Mancini not getting, but so I've got the annual table Serie A 2023 in front of me. Where do you reckon Roma finished after 40 games this year in the calendar year? Remaining there is one game left.
1: At home, away, both? Both. Oh, calendar year? Well, they finished six last year and there's six now. I'll say six.
0: So the calendar year, there is 23 teams because the three relegated teams played 23 games. No. Yeah. And the three promoted teams played 17 games this season. So Roma are eighth in the calendar year oh, table. Wow. Okay. So Inter a top with 86 points from 40 games. Napoli a second with 76. Juventus a third and AC Milan a fourth with 71 and 70. Lazio a fifth with 68. Fiorentina a sixth with 67. Bologna a seventh with 66 and Roma at eighth with 64 points.
1: Bologna That's have that. more points in the calendar year than roma i did not know uh, that yeah so it's the
0: annual calendar year in 2024 at uh, 2024 2023
1: you just blew my analytical mind away scott like uh, so, my my wires my my wires and my brain are like are they're getting crossed now i i cannot believe that i so i honestly is, did not think that was the so case. this
0: is from transfer march which i do tend to use quite a lot and it's quite good um but roma are second in a in a table for domestic Domestic goal scorers in Serie A in 23 24, Juventus on top, which is absolutely amazing. So they,
1: it's incredible, yeah.
0: They've taken they've taken 31 points in 17 games with goal scorers (laughs) from the domestic Serie A. So I'm just looking at that, and then there's just I could look at a table with foreigners' goals because I think they could be on that. This is no, they're not. They're they're ninth. So that's good. So there is a domestic core of Italian players scoring for Roma this season. Um, if we had
1: the more, we would definitely have been yeah. up the table. Yeah. But speaking that's, of which, God, I'm another another positive, we won a big game without the Balla, which was true. you know, it doesn't happen very often.
0: Very very true, and I think, as I said earlier, that's probably Roma's best performance. Performance at home this season bar the Empoli game I reckon where they just completely was just in complete control and maybe the Slavia Prague home game um, in Serbia uh,
1: they were strong but in Serie A in definitely definitely one of their yeah. best ones do
0: you briefly want to talk about some transfers?
1: yeah I mean it's coming up to the season so we, we definitely need to start uh, speaking about it
0: well this is this weird crazy rumour which will not go away
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. yeah, Leo Bonucci. Union Berlin. Yay yeah or nay?
1: For me, Scott, it's nay uh, as a player. I mean, it's Bonucci, first of all. I mean, I have not liked the guy for the longest time, but regardless of just his uh, character, um, I don't know. I, he's playing for a team that is having a, poor season, came fourth in Champions League, fourth in their group. I don't know what really to expect out of much out of him. And he's, what, 36, 37? He definitely has his age. But I understand it because he has serial experience. He's technical and can play the middle and can command the defense. And our financial resources are very limited. And they're still mm-hmm. very, very limited. So... What are you going to do with this case? We've been linked to guys like Teat of Rennes. I know Soler of Leipzig. They mentioned Kerr of West Ham. Um, and Chalabov.
0: Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. But you know what?
1: You know what all these guys require? Money. What do we don't have because of financial fair play? Money. That's Money. The That's the problem. Someone like Bonucci will take a pay cut to come back to Italy I know this. He knows he wanted to stay in Italy. Thing is, Scott, the, this the problem is if you take him as a fourth, fifth, sure, but you know he's going to play for a month because Dick has gone and we don't know what's happening with Smalling. And is he the same Benushi? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if he's, if he, he's really the, the main cause of – I mean, it's probably a team thing, but Union Berlin are having a really, really bad season, and they were extremely bad in Champions League.
0: So they sacked as uh, Fisher not so long ago also.
1: They did, but I don't I think Panucci is probably part of the, the cause of it. I, I think he's over the hill as a footballer. So but again, he has the experience. Maybe, maybe he can eject new life he wants to play in the Euro of 2024. We can we can squeeze a few months out of him to play some good football. But I, I don't know. If it were me, I'd look elsewhere. But again, I understand that. They're very limited with resources. So we need a center back. It is, I mean, we don't have Indica for a month. Smalling is nowhere to be found and Kumbula is on the verge of coming back from an ACL injury. So it's going to take him time. We desperately need a center back. So, um, I I would look elsewhere, but again, if Menucci comes, I don't like the guy, but I, I just hope he can give you just a few good months of
0: football and
1: hopefully lead us to the objective that we all want at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I don't think it'd be a smart move for Roma, but...
1: Scott, but what I are think... the alternatives? That That's the, the question I ask. That doesn't require any money. Yeah, they're all going to be like loans or... Right, but even even at that, Scott, even if there are, there's a loan, the player... The way I see it is, the player that they'll get from loan is probably gonna want like a pretty decent wage. Where I feel the only thing I feel like Bonucci, he will take a big pay cut to come back to Italy. I'm pretty sure that's the case with Bonucci. So maybe that's why it's something they can try to do, or that's why they're thinking of it. But I, I like, like we both said, I, I don't, I don't stay think
0: you should be the choice. No, stay away. Um, also. Vincenzo Italiano may have been seen at Roma's headquarters.
1: I saw that. I saw that they, they denied the rumors already, yeah. but yeah, I, I saw that. Maybe Roma are, are trying secretly at their next coach if they feel like Mourinho is not staying, because at, at this point, I mean, we're still not hearing anything. It's getting later and later, and the more the months go by, the more I feel like he's leaving. So you never know with him. Honestly, we don't know. Mourinho has been honest saying he wants to stay, but I think mm. it's on the Freakins. They... I think if they're they are
0: top four, I think he stays.
1: Yeah, but they're not fully convinced. But they're, they're, you're right, and they're they're just not fully convinced right now. That's that's my thinking is whether the the problem is you know the the type of players they have or Mourinho or both. They're just not convinced of it all. We've seen countless rumors of not only Mourinho but we've seen countless rumors now, Scott, of them wanting to clean house. uh oh, especially. Yeah, that's come out this
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we briefly talk about that before we wrap up? Excuse me. Um, A couple of those players actually played today and two of them played pretty well in uh, Pellegrini and Belotti when he came on. Celic did really well when he came on, so three. What did you think about that when when that came out during the week? Because I think there's probably two or three of those players on big wages. You can, I think, online see... Where Roma's wages are, I think, is it on Gazetta? They normally do the wages of annually of the players. Yeah, so, they have them annually. Yeah, so I think quite a, a three of them are on a fair work, including Spinetta, Soda, and Smallin. So, would you try and shift a couple off the wage bill just to lo- lower this wonderful bloated wage bill that they have?
1: Uh, I certainly would. Um, Just. It's in relation to it as we're getting into it. I know people have made some comments and digs at Mourinho saying he wants to go younger and then Roma are trying to get Bonucci, but it's January. <laughs> yeah. like Yeah, yeah it's like, January. He, he's talking he, – he's like, okay, I'll, I'll take a dig at Mourinho when he deserves it, but this is not it. Like They have to lay off on him. He's talking about the future in the summer. He's not talking about January where they absolutely mm-hmm. need an experienced defenseman. Who are you going to get young that's going to come in and help you? There's not much. But anyways, on that rumor, Scott, of all the players, there was Pellegrini, I saw Asmund, Belotti. Um, Asmund's
0: on loan, so they... They're, yeah, so they're
1: send them back.
0: Um, yeah, they're all going to send all the loanies, but... Yeah,
1: Christensen, uh, Spinazzola. Obviously, Christensen's a loanie, Spinazzola. He's got six uh, months left. Yeah, we mentioned the big one is Pellegrini. Scott, I, I sent you... Uh, a gift of clean house. I, I'm really yeah. honestly I'm really for it. I really starting with Vinha, we haven't talked about him. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he's
0: he's Flamengo. much wanted in Brazil. Flamengo and Corinthians.
1: Yeah. So I would start with him. I would ship if you can ship Spina in January, I mean, I would again I you know what I would do, Scott? I would take I would pay it whatever, I think it's like a thousand or twelve hundred dollars. I would take a flight to Rome, drive it myself and fly back so no problem like i think he needs to go by january hopefully it's like it would be a miracle if we can sell him off and then get somebody that's actually productive as a wing back and have one offensive one it, it, you know it'd be nice to the end of the season and then yeah the rest in the summer i love smalling but if the guy can't see the field if saudi comes in with an offer we got to take it full premier league
0: you never or could the premier, premier
1: league Ex- exactly Wouldn't so surprise you know, me. i think you got to take it as Moon will see I kind of think the um, the option to buy is a little high. I think it's like thirteen to fifteen million for the production so far. Although he's looked decent, and given Roma's wages, they might say goodbye because they might want to try to keep Lukaku. Again, I'm not the biggest Balotti fan. He shows a little bit of flashes, but when it comes to big games, apart like from the first night. half today, doesn't really perform. I try to look for another secondary option as a striker. I think they're going to want to try to sell off Abraham to get money to put it in the market. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is Pellegrini. Scott, if you were me, we might get criticism, but as of now, I think I would sell him. I mean, it's not the same Pellegrini we've seen. It's been over, it's been two years now.
0: He's got 18, a big offer. He's got 18 months left on his deal, which he signed in October 2021. So he's got, I think that was a three and a half years, four and a half year deal?
1: Exactly. And Four and a half deal.
0: Sorry, maths, quick maths. Four and a half year deal
1: in that deal, Scott, the only year we speak about, uh, Pellegrini performing
0: is the first Mourinho's first year. 21, 22. He was yeah. outstanding.
1: Yeah. And then since then, Scott, I know he scored today. He hasn't done much. I am sorry. And with Roma, with all these, you know, financial fair play, uh, problems, if you're telling me you can get a $40 million offer for him, I personally would sell him all these guys we mentioned, even Celic, uh, even Celic. i I think he did all right today. Like what you did. can tell is his offensive abilities are just not there. And I don't know. I think we struggled just as a team to score. And maybe we have a new coach or whatever the case is. I personally, if you can get money for him, I, I would sell him. Uh, I would honestly, all those players I mentioned on Roma Press, which they translated from, I forget what source it was. If you can get rid of them, like a good six, seven, eight of them. I know it's a lot, Scott. I don't know if you have much money to work with afterwards. They probably don't. But I personally would try to get rid of a lot of them. I I think Roma are very bang average technically, and uh, they need to improve. Uh, It's as simple as that. They need to improve on a technical level, even on an athletic level. I always say they're not very dynamic. Um, That's like Cristante's, you know, Uh, limits like there's so many times he could have just turned and go forward, but he can't seem to do it. I, I don't know, and I see that in a lot of players. I personally think they should try to up the quality, find younger, hungrier players that are just quicker, stronger, and just better technically. So, if it were me, I would certainly look to to clean clean house this summer, especially if there's a new sporting director and maybe a new coach.
0: I did see on the wonderful Roma press website that. Pellegrini could be tempted by Saudi in January. And would you they, sell him, Scott? If you
1: know you can pick up a, a good player or two, I mean I, I don't know who they can look at, but if you feel oh, like... I've they, got uh, I've
0: got two players in my head and it, one of them is playing at Empoli right now and I, is screaming to bring someone in as Baldanzi. I would bring in, I'll go to Empoli and just be like... it.
1: <laughs> it's not really, a, it's not a like position wise,
0: it's not a really a replacement for Pellegrini. Uh, Baldanzi more forward thinking. I think he's more of a yeah, it's 10. more of the the baller. Yeah, the yeah. thing is,
1: who who would you get to? replace Pellegrini because remember to me Renato Sanchez who didn't play today he he had a virus they said the uh Sky said he had some sort of virus again something else if they can they'll terminate his contract if they sell Pellegrini
0: they're down two midfielders midfielders. Uh, if they terminate Renato Sanchez's contract a loan deal I don't think they sell Pellegrini in January It just does not make sense at all for logistic wise and you're one midfielder short unless you bring in Pagano in for more minutes, Pasili in for more minutes, and then Right, it, but it's that,
1: for a team battling top four. Yeah, you don't
0: do that. You don't sell Pellegrini. Yeah. In the summer, and you may want to go for a new direction and maybe a change of tactical shape and maybe go like 4 2 3 1 and you bring in players to suit that system. I would be tempted by a Saudi offer or somewhere else and because right. it and then Pellegrini's in his final year of his deal. And then I've got, I, I, Baldanzi would be perfect for that position. Or Tiago Armada, who plays in, in your neck of the, I would say your neck of the woods, but it's MLS.
1: At, yeah, like, in the US. <laughs> for MLS yeah, another country are... for me. But yeah.
0: Yeah, your, your brother and sister.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically the bigger brother, because we're, yeah. we're the little brothers in Canada. But yeah, 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 you're right, Scott. That's a perfect direction. The only way it's sell Pellegrini uh, and even terminate Ronaldo Sanchez's loan is if they have, a midfielder in, in in place to replace them uh, like uh, you get a big offer and then you can find some, but it's it's always hard in January to do but oh, in yeah, the summer in the summer
0: you should do it the yeah. only downside they really should have done it more in the summer Davide Frattesi was probably the perfect replacement
1: absolutely pinto i don't know if it was pinto or they couldn't offer more money they they messed this up yeah certainly he would And then
0: been. just goes oh yeah inter you can have him on loan for a year and then is it 25 million in the summer this is the same pre- president and then he went ds there, president who gave manuel locatelli for basically for a two-year free loan to juventus yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, it's pretty about that, much. and they get um, they have a youngster that's added to it, so it makes it like in the 30s for yes. evaluation. Roma gets something of nine, nine point million. something million yeah. in the summer, so they'll actually get money for it. But yeah, Scott, I, I think Roma, like, I like I said, we will, I'll go back to the previous pod, which well, which we talked about Marino's press conference. I liked what he said about the youngsters. I think Roman do need to change their direction in the summer. Uh, I mean, if you could, I will always be the one to say to keep Dybala, um, maybe to keep Lukaku if you can, and then build. Yes. I know they're in their thirties, but you need some veterans build around them, build some young players around them and then make them the leaders. And then everybody else, um, you know, be the ones to follow, follow their path and, Hopefully, give us to success because we we need it everywhere. It's not just you know, it's not just we're talking about Pellegrini, Asmund. Like F- certainly, we need some youngsters in the attack because we don't know what's going on with with Abraham. We need new wing backs, uh, a midfield, goalkeeper. We need a new goalkeeper. For the summer. They, they talked about maybe giving Sviara a chance. I think they should. I think they should do it now to see if they need a new goalkeeper in the summer. So they need they need you know a position there. I. Personally, think if you want to raise the level, you got to raise the the level of your center backs as well. I think the three we have have, been, have played pretty well, but you need a small, <coughs> excuse me, a Smalling type of defender like that, good defensively, uh, but younger. So they need that. They obviously need wing backs. We know how how brutal the wing back position is. So there's there's a lot that Roma needs, and I think now if you get a new sporting director um i think it's going to be the time to maybe change the direction of the team and hopefully get younger like i said younger faster stronger and more technical
0: yeah i completely agree um before we wrap up as it's nearly, nearly it's like quarter to 11 for me and i'm i'm, I'm shattered as you can <laughs> hear it in my voice um do you have anything else to add
1: no, just uh, wanna go into Juventus and pray for at least a draw next week. Get get out of there with a result. Hopefully they can show up. Hopefully Dybala's is back. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we inshallah. Uh, in yeah, Dybala and Dybal Lukaku, and inshallah. Really, that's that's how <laughs> we are. So we'll see. It's uh, again, it's so so the the over four point uh, over one goal, Scott. Uh, it's gonna be a negative right. It's gonna be one or under. I'm pretty yeah. sure next week.
0: Pretty much. Well, Juventus did I watched the second half of that game. Was that that finished three one? Yeah, two one. Two one. Sorry, Vlavic had a goal disallowed right near the end. Marginal, marginal offside, and Allegri was going off his not on the touchline, which was quite funny. So I only watched the second half. Yeah, there's a second half of that game, sorry. There's always gonna it's literally it's either gonna end up nil nil or one it's nil nil, one all or one nil to someone.
1: Yeah, I feel that, but we'll we'll definitely see Allegri lose his shit and uh, probably rip off his jacket.
0: Oh, that, of course, that's, that's a given. bound to happen. If you could bet money, which be gamble aware, gamble responsibly, <laughs> and if bookmakers actually take bets on that, yeah, <laughs> i oh, can have fiver on Max Allegri to take off his jacket at, at certain amounts of the game.
1: Oh, Scott, for sure. If I if I if I can bet on that, I, I like to dabble here and there with gambling. It's I mean, I do it for fun with friends. If if there was a bookmaker that would take a bet for me to, if Allegri would take off his jacket, I'd his better. His jacket will re-
0: yeah. get close to the pitch, but be gamble aware, gamble responsibly. There's, there's too many betting ads at football at the moment, and it's a big controversy over here in the UK. But that's a topic for another day. But yeah, Juventus next week's gonna be interesting. They they're. Is it four points behind Inter at the top of the table? Uh, safe to say, as we're coming, coming yeah, coming down like almost halfway through the season.
1: Yes, yeah, it, yeah it's going to be two. between them two for sure. But you know, one thing I'm, I'm actually glad we're playing uh, Juventus at this time, Scott. Is we're we're playing we're in the mode that we're playing once a week. We're not playing any secondary it's football twice. because of the Europa League. Or, is. yeah. Yeah, Coppa Italia in January. Yeah, yeah. So at least you know because Juventus they really only play the Serie A and the the Italian Cup, the Coppa Italia. Yeah. So they don't have that extra football. So luckily we get the the week of rest, and we go we go at it in Turin uh, next week, and we'll see from there if we can just shit house and di ballo Lukaku and Inshallah.
0: Bring it on! Inject it into my veins. That pretty much wraps up today's podcast. Um you guys, you can follow us at theMagicast.com. You can find our previous two hundred and thirty three episodes on the website, and you can follow us on all podcast platforms: Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. etc. Joey, thank you for your, very much for joining me on this Saturday early evening. For you,
1: yeah, it's nearly six now. It's nearly dinner time. Uh,
0: you get to enjoy your dinner.
1: Yeah, you um, get to enjoy your. Uh, you get to enjoy going to sleep.
0: Yeah, going to sleep in a probably in about half hour, 40 minutes. I may watch a little bit of Match of the Day, uh, and then probably just call some shut eye and then have a nice, relaxing Christmas Eve. Um, happy holidays. Thank you very much for joining me and happy holidays to the guys, to the guys, to, to all our listeners out there. If you celebrate, Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate, happy holidays. I hope you have a lovely, brush in the next couple of days and to people who are suffering uh who have lost loved ones this year be safe raise a glass to the loved ones and cherish the memories that you have with them don't i'm trying to be sentimental because this is like the first christmas for me without my dad so just cherish the moments with them celebrate and just uh Be love to your loved ones. Take care. Enjoy your Christmas holidays. And uh, we'll be back next week. And hopefully, maybe to do a a season review, a year review of Roma in 2023, where we may talk about Joey. We may have to talk about a certain incident again. A certain referee. And I know it's brought up PTSD, but. Yeah, I'll be prepared. I may have a quiz for that as well, but no. As I said, for anyone like myself who have lost loved ones, just celebrate, just eat as much food as you can and just remember the good times we had with each other and just raise a glass if it's uh, an alcoholic beverage, non-alcoholic beverage. Mine mine may be a coffee, an iron brew, maybe together because maybe bouncing off the walls and just celebrate and enjoy the day and eat too much turkey and pudding. And cake and chocolate. Take care. We'll speak soon. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and enjoy your days. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, same for me. Happy holidays uh, to, I want to say happy holidays, Scott, to you, uh, to your family, and to the rest of the La Magicast crew. Um, so, Imran. James has been on a couple of times obviously Sam so happy holidays to all of them if there's others I missed from the from the La magic cast crew I'm sorry and then happy holidays to all our listeners to everyone who's been listening to us for over a year and kind of going through our our sessions together talking about Basket case roma whether it's good bad <laughs> shit how's, <and> right? <laughs> shit how's we, whatever it is we've been uh, we've been having a fun time uh throughout the year on this uh this ride you know they give us a ton of emotions so Happy holidays to all you guys! I wish you guys all the best, and yeah, I'll raise a glass for you guys, for everyone tomorrow, and cheers to everybody!
0: And bring on the football over the festive period, because unlike in Italy, there is none. I'm off to two games after after Boxing Day, Swindon Rexham, Swindon Forest Green, and then we're bringing in the New Year. So there's so much football, and so the UK much
1: loves football in. Oh in the holidays love it oh. i mean we love it here scott i love boxing day i watch a ton of premier league i'm off so I watch a ton of premier league it's great for me so uh we love it here as well but the uk they go they, you guys go bonkers over it. it's crazy
0: the yeah, match uh, crazy it's it's bonkers but no that that's that's pretty much the end of our podcast so guys we'll be back next week to talk about the Juventus game and probably one in midweek if I can arrange some stuff. It may be the week after to do a review of Roma in 2023. And I'm sorry, Joey, we might have to bring up the Seville game. Really, really. really I'll, I'll, ment- I'll mentally prepare for it. No, but no. Uh, that's enough from us. Uh, enjoy the win. Roma, it was a Christmas miracle. We actually beat someone in, in the top Seven. And it was a win over Napoli for the first time since November 2019, where a certain someone who scored for Aston Villa in the 99th minute yesterday also scored in that game. And that was his last ever goal in the league at the Stadio Olimpico. I always like to leave on the start sometimes, but no. For Saroma, ciao. Ciao.